David Eau Claire, thank you for joining me. Brian Sullivan, thank you for having me here. <laughs> Dude, OG podcast mistake, bro. How could I not have headphones on right now? <laughs> I remember my first podcast recording. What are you doing? This is a perfect way to start this series right now, man. 100%. Um, Make sure to put your headphones on. Exactly. Podcast rule. So, all right, guys, that's the episode. David, thank you so much. <laughs> if you Peace just, out, everyone. If have we a good made night. a whole episode on that, still, everybody, I mean, you name it from forgetting to click record. We've all been there. Anyway, to get this kicked off, man, thank you for so much for doing this. I'm going to add a little bit of context before we dive in. So you are a client of ours, as as I could say here proudly. I really appreciate it. Um, you've been doing podcast coaching with us, uh, with me specifically. And uh, really just you have one of the most difficult shows, um, I would say, to grow. Uh, not in a that's it's not a bad thing. It's just the reality, right? Like having a conversational interview show is difficult. Because it's long form, it's we're not interviewing Mark Cuban, though we would love to, but most of mm -hmm. us, you know, we start where we can start. Also, that might just not be our vibe. And so it's very grassroots. It's very organic. It's not a topic of X business thing or Y marketing thing. It could span anywhere, but I'm already talking too much in the beginning. I want to hand it over to you. I want to start with how long have you been podcasting? And then you can couch that or add context to how did you start get into podcasting as well? I just think that's a good place to start with. Yeah. So a couple of different ways I could take that uh, or answer that. But what I'll say is um, a friend of mine introduced me to a pod, what podcasts were in 2019. Like I remember which friend we were at work and I didn't even know it was a thing. So I started listening, became obsessed with them. And then at some point during COVID, I thought, I want to start one of these, but it was always just a thought and I never took action on it because I was like, well, what would we talk about and what would we call it and and who's the target audience? And I wanted like the perfect business plan laid out, right? So I just delayed, delayed, delayed. And then in July of 2022, I verbally said it to someone out loud for the first time that, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. Fast forward to January and I probably had said it to like a few dozen people. And I wanted to get out of my hometown. So I moved from California to Texas. And like my second day in Texas, I called a friend who has a podcast and said, hey, could I pick your brain for a few minutes? And could you help me get this thing up and running? And he said, sure. He spent 90 minutes on the phone with me. And who knows like how much time and money that phone call made me. So if you have a friend who is already podcasting, call them, try to get their advice. And so that was on like January 2nd. And then the show launched April 1st, 2023. So I've been officially podcasting for uh, six months and 13 days. Incredible, man. Congrats. Congrats on the six month mark too. Didn't realize that, that you, that you hit that. That's a big one. Just to add a little bit of color to podcasting. Yeah. Um, the stats are not motivating, even though I post them a lot. Um, some of them are, it depends how you, <laughs> it depends how you, uh, you know, what context you add to it. But the stat of like most shows fail, most shows don't get past episode eight. I have a podcast that did 10 episodes and stopped. I also have a podcast that's done over a hundred episodes, but I've been part of the statistic. I, you know, it's, it's, it's reality. Right. Um, and it's tough. It's very difficult. You're creating something from nothing. And the, you know, the market, not that it doesn't support you, but it really is like starting a new business. It's like your friends are going to be on board. Certain friends won't say anything. The other ones will be resharing all of your posts. But at the end of the day, like you're still there trying to figure out how to grow it, try to figure out how to do it. 
Um, and so I want to add uh, even more context to kind of your story and how you got into podcasting and also offer some advice too. Um, but before we do that, can you tell me like how, what gravitate, what, what made you want to do the podcast coaching? What made you want to get help for the podcast? Because you were not hundred percent sold on board the first five minutes of our call or anything like that. It, it was a little bit of time. And so we're still going to, by the way, for folks listening and watching, we're going to add all the advice that we possibly can to this episode. But I want to touch on that because that's really important, I think, for both of us. So I just wanted to ask that straight out. Yeah. So I, I guess it, it just goes back to, um, you know, you don't you don't know what you don't know. And even in that first hour call that you did with me, it was supposed to be 30 minutes. You end up staying on the line with me for an hour, which I was thank you for if I have not said thank you already. <laughs> no um, problem. And even in just that one hour free session, you gave me so much good advice of things that I was sort of kicking myself for. Like, that's so obvious. But like, I also hadn't had that thought right. And so I needed you to be that voice that was telling me the thoughts that maybe seemed obvious. But because I'm, you know, so busy thinking about booking guests, I'm not thinking about, oh, these clips are supposed to be in vertical. Like, duh, <laughs> you know, so you you did have me sold from the first call, but I did you know, you were also kind enough to let me talk with one of your clients who only had glowing things to say about you as well. And I just, I needed that advice, that advice, man. I needed an advisor almost, or as you call yourself a coach, because I don't know everything. And because I want this thing to grow, I'm humble enough to say that I do need help. And you were there at the time. And so that's why I wanted to do business with you. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, I'm the same way. I, I just want people to know that I get coaching from everything from fitness to life coaching um, to sales coaching, the marketing I have a little too much confidence in. So I just, <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest, man, I was just on with a brand strategist who I'm helping her, you know, plan her podcast, right? And it's out. And we just had a real conversation. I was just telling you before we hit record on this, like, she was asking me all the questions. Who's your ideal customer? Where do you want this to go? You can't be a content creator and an owner. What? How are you going to do both? Like, it's the existential questions of it happens with podcasting. It happens with life. For me, recently, it's happened with business of where do I want this to go? So we all have these and we all get help in one way or another. We started off with podcast therapists. Then we went to podcast planners. Now we're at podcast coach slash planner. Podcast therapist, a little too much baggage along with that. Podcast financial advisor of podcasting. I'm, I'm kind of vibing with that though, even though it might be a little too boring for, for my taste, but uh, I'm not the finance whiz. Anyway, we'll get off that topic, David. Yeah, man. In terms of, is there a time or for you, did you know, was there a point when you, I know you met, you mentioned speaking to your friend who is a podcaster, right? But was there a point where you said, now I have to start this? And what was that point? Did anything happen or was it just, you just made the decision one day that I'm going to do it? I didn't make the decision. It, it, well, it was, like I said, I moved to Texas. That was my, my commitment to myself was I'm going to go. I did that for two reasons. One, I felt like I've been very blessed with friends and family, and I was so distracted in Sacramento that I almost needed to exile myself for a couple of months or maybe a couple of years to free up time to work on this thing that I really wanted to do. Plus, I started uh, doing LinkedIn searches for what type of guests might be in Austin. I was like, there's a ton of sick people in Austin. Oh, yeah. So if you're looking to host an in-person podcast, definitely a great city to live in. 
so I, the move was a big part of it. I showed up at the apartment. I'm in a new state. I just drove 2000 miles in two days. So that was definitely a moment of like, all right, we're here. Let's get to work. But the second moment that I also felt that this was the correct decision was when we filmed episode one. It was one of the most fun days of my life. A buddy flew out from California to be my first guest. We had an audio engineer in the room that was cool just having like my my one, uh, uh, Jamie, for one episode. And, you know, while we were recording and even post-production and pre-production, that whole day, I just felt like I was doing what I was meant to be doing. Not to sound cliche, but everything just felt so right. And I'd never felt that in my life. And so that was... That's a moment that I go back to and I remind myself on those days when I'm like, "Ah, I don't want to be editing or I don't want to market on social media. I just remind myself of those feelings of every time I sat down with a guest, I know like I'm fulfilling my life's purpose. Yeah, it's having the, they'll call it any, they'll call it a hundred different things. The Simon Sinek version is the why, you know, the purpose in your case comes back down to taking it back to a day. Hey, remember that we need to, you always the matching the emotion or feeling to the memory that's what solidifies it right like you can have a ton of fun on your own but if you're not making any memories out of it then then it's not it's not really going to stick or last and a podcast is it's a memory creator right and so what you experienced on that first day is also what you're now allowing guests to experience over and over again they're doing that for the first time with you and you're right. the guide you know you're just the person who it almost becomes magic right you've probably experienced this you do an in-person podcast we'll also get to what your podcast is all about because i know we're leaving that a little bit of suspense there but there's a magic to it when they're like wait you do all this and like wait you hit record and there's no like how do you even do this like i bet people ask you that all the time you know, they see even if it's one camera and some mics and some lights, once they see all that, man, they they it's 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 we're we get used to it. But uh, you can really create. I think that's a side thing on or an offshoot of podcasting that a lot of people don't talk to is just or talk about is the memory creation aspect of that. Yeah. And I mean, that's you know, that's too why I set the studio up the way I did. Um, you know, I'll just be transparent and voluntarily tell everyone that when I was getting ready for this, I think I spent around $3,500 to get this show up and running. And part of it is exactly what you just said. They walk through my front door and they see the Rodecaster Pro, which is it basically looks like a like a DJ's turntable sort of. And you have the LED lights on the wall and then you have the professional lighting set up and they realize that, you, well, you can podcast with just two mics or even your phone, right? You do not need to go out and spend $3,500. But I knew that I wanted to invite high-level military operators over, people who own business, everyday people, personal trainers. I even had a teenager on, and I wanted every single person to have what, what you just sort of described, where they walk in and they're like, oh, this guy means business. Like, you know, here, here we go. I'm in a studio. And it doesn't need to be a studio. It has to feel like one. It doesn't need to be one. It can be, in my case, my garage. In your case, your kitchen, right? It's right. It has to. It's the feel, man. This is why I love cultural podcasts and podcasts about life in general and about, you know, all these topics that we're interested in is because when you get the B2B marketing, hey, man, this is Chris from blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> right. Like, hey, dude, Chris. 
all good, brother, you know, but um, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't have a feel. It If you're too, if the car, if the car doesn't have a nick and the car just goes in the garage and then on Sunday for two hours it comes out, it's not a car, right? That's a toy. It's right. not a car anymore. We're not, there's cars that they bring to shows that they don't even drive. They're not even drivable, you know? It's like, that's what that can feel like. What we're trying to do, and what also, by the way, you can do with a business podcast, a sales podcast, whatever. I'm advising people right now on a marketing podcast. I told them, I said, take anything you think it should be and flip the script, right? But that's a whole avenue or rabbit hole to go down. On this point about the investment, and it's obvious if you look, because you have an in-person setup. If you go to your YouTube, we'll link it all in the description and show notes, but people will be actually be able to see. So go take a look at that. What about the time? Do you know like maybe how much time in you can say, oh, it took me a couple months to prepare or maybe I spent 12 hours preparing, whatever type of answer you want to give. But that's a question that, for example, when I was speaking to Justin Welsh about this, he was like, honestly, all I want to know is how much time would I spend? Because I'm all about, you know, optimizing my time. So do you have an estimate on that, whether it's just the duration or the actual time? It's probably about 10 hours a week. So the average episode is anywhere from an hour and a half to three hours. And then I don't know if all podcasters do this, but I will re-listen to the entire episode before I put it out there. And part of the reason I do that, I don't know if you've experienced this, Ryan, but I forget a lot of the stuff we talk about. Like I'd say well, we won't most even of it, I forget, to be honest. It's crazy. It's very weird. Because yeah. <laughs> you just did it. it's not because we're blackout drunk. <laughs> this is just tea I'm drinking. Sometimes you know, no we beer. are, but some, no. <laughs> Sometimes, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, between, between, you know, the, the recording and then the editing and then the social media pieces, if I added all of that in, it's about 10 hours a week. Mm. So it's a, it's a long commitment, but you also have to keep in mind that, like you said earlier, my show's longer. We struggle to hit record, to stop recording in less than two hours. I said the average episode was an hour and a half to three hours. Yep. They, they've all the most recent batch that I recorded were all like two hours and 15 minutes plus. So it's it's a it's a time commitment if you're recording for that long. Yeah, no, it's 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 brutal, man. Yeah, I did the two hours, too. I've done the yeah, probably three max or or, or, or ever getting to Joe Rogan uh, post Malone levels. I haven't hit five hours, but <laughs> that's <laughs> no for real, man. That's that's something that you got to be optimized. You got to have your your day uh, marked out for that. A lot of us got a lot going on, you know, but it really is not, you can have a 30 minute podcast like this, you know, shout out to Ivan doing the audio probably on this, shout out to Jack doing the show notes on this, like whether you have a team or you're doing it yourself, somebody's spending the time, there's time. And even if it's a 30 minute episode, if it's not 10 hours, still probably be about six or seven, right? It's like, especially if you're watching it all back, let me ask you mm -hmm. that, do you listen to it or watch it back like that same day or will it be the next day? When, when will that be? That is a very varied answer. <laughs> it typically is the week before it goes live. So we drop an episode every Saturday because it is called David Saturday Night Sit Back after all. Mm -hmm. So usually the Saturday before I am re-watching, writing the show notes, getting the social media clips, everything for what's about to drop in seven days. So it just depends when we record um, because in July I took a week off from my day job and knocked out like six or seven episodes. So I'm actually releasing the last episode from that batch this coming Saturday. So this one, I really don't remember most of it because since then we've recorded more, I've edited like six and 
Um, I'm like, William Pillow was on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I who is this guy? remember this guy. <laughs> yeah, just kidding, William, if you listen to this. Love but, you, Will. <laughs> um, we love you, Will. Thank you for coming on the show. Always say that when you mention that. You just got to say, like, love you, but, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, podcasting yep. homage, you know? Yep. Yeah, 100%, man. So do you have, give me the gist of the sit back. Um, give me the gist of the podcast, whether it's an elevator pitch or just, you know, take the time, take any time you want to describe it. But uh, we've been talking a lot about this show. So make sure we'll, we'll, we'll send some, send some new people your way. So. Yeah. So it's called, uh, it's called David's Saturday night sit back and the elevator pitch when I'm marketing it to a potential guest, as I say, you know, we sit back to talk about all things, business, fitness, and culture. But as you were saying, it's, it's a lifestyle podcast because a lot of the people that have come on have never podcasted before. And uh, Ryan, you know, you can call it a higher power God or even call it like luck, but the guests that have been coming on all just have had incredible stories. And, uh, I just feel like the right ones have been saying yes. And we've been telling stories from people who were so depressed at being called fat in school that they actually went on a two week wilderness therapy to try to move themselves away from that trauma to, you know, a young lady that was molested at four years old, raped again in college. And now she's scaling a $1 billion business with a husband that she's in love and two beautiful kids. And so the purpose of the podcast is that I am determined, I'm delusionally, delusionally determined to get this in front of as many people as possible, because there might be another young lady out there who's still working through her own trauma. And if she hears Heather's story, if she hears just that one episode and she sees the life that she's living now, she might start to think, I can move past this. I can move past this trauma. This isn't the end. This isn't my defining moment. I am going to find that husband, that wife. I will have my kids. I can open this business. And so there's this very underlying tone that's never really explicitly stated, but I feel like it's there. And if people can find the episode that's meant for them and listen to it, it could be a moment where it starts to shift their perspective on their own life. Yeah, that's incredible. That's I've experienced something similar, but it's also it's the reality of not really knowing those stories when you go in and not knowing what's going to happen to take it back to the podcaster's perspective. Like, this it's if people don't feel comfortable first of all they're not going to share them if they right. if there's an external weird external agenda of we need to hit our marks for our sponsor etc you're not going to get that story at least not in the same way and i want people to go to your show so but i want to also touch on the point that it's not i got to give you credit cuz it's not just their stories it's you're your, you're sharing a lot of you too and even your most successful clip, for example, um, because I wanted to, we'll, we'll transition to YouTube shortly. Um, but that's, that's your story and cr a crazy story. Um, I don't know if you want to touch on it or you want to just let them go watch it. But yeah, anyway, I made that point to say that. And, and also I'll add on to it. You shared uh, to me with me an, about an episode or we had a, we had a call. One of our calls was, I would say a more emotional uh, connective call. Right. And I won't go through all the details because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's personal. We're here on a podcast at the end of the day, but I'm making this point to say that you are going to, if you, especially if you do the interview, especially if you do in person, especially if it's open format, you are going to learn things and expose things about yourself that you did not predict too. Mm. And so I think that's a big one. You just spoke about the, the guest and 
making that impact for the world from them, you're going to make an impact on people too. And you're also going to learn way more about yourself when you record yourself for 20, 30, 40 hours. Am I right? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. It's your tough. point about like hidden, you know, hidden metrics, whether it's, well, two things that I would just pivot uh, or bounce off yeah. of what you just said is first off, when I started recording, I never set out to find Heather. Yeah. You know, I just, I, my, my piece of advice would be is if you don't have the perfect business plan, that's fine. Start recording. And I made a commitment to myself to record 21 episodes because I heard a statistic that of 90% of podcasters, most of them don't make it past episode three. And of that group, mo most don't make it past episode 20. So if you can get to episode 21, you are in like this top echelon of podcasts. And I, I forget the source, so I can't quote where I heard that, but irrelevant. In that 21 episodes is when I found out what the purpose of the podcast was. And then I was able to start even honing in closer on the type of guests that I was looking for. And then the the only other thing I was going to say is I have a sticky note on my mirror that says the number one metric of DSNSB is are you having fun? So I think as long as you're not worried about the downloads, yep. you're not worried about which clip got 100 views versus 10,000 versus whatever the the freaking number is. For me, that's just what I want to measure. I'm, I'm having fun. I'm having fun with you right now. Yep. I was telling you about a guest uh, that I just had a conversation with yesterday about what her episode will be about. Matt had me on an adrenaline high all day. Yep. So I am very, very happy. And that's the only thing that drives me with this show. It is a complete tool for life. It's a tool. It's a it's the best self-development tool I've heard. And people hate, despise when I use the word cheat code. I use the word cheat code a lot. I've realized people don't like that, dude. They, they're like, bro, there are no shortcuts to life. Hey, dude, there are shortcuts. There are. Life is supposed to be miserable. Yeah, like there's there's. There's shortcuts, but at what expense? Everything is a sacrifice. If you want to make a shortcut, they're there, right? Like you can skip the line. You can pay to skip the line at Six Flags. You can. That's a shortcut. It exists. But, yeah. you know, what's the sacrifice? Well, you paid and you spent, you worked three hours to skip that line, right? Anyway, um, I don't, yeah, th there's, there are, it, when it comes to the metric side and why you're doing it, um, just having that, just defining that, like you said, it doesn't have to be downloads. It doesn't have to be X, Y, Z metric. It's just, here's what I want, right? And podcasting, coming back to that, um, you can call it a cheat code, a hack, a tool, uh, a hobby, whatever you want to call it, whatever makes, makes you happy. But it does improve your life, not only because... You're on the adrenaline high, which I have too. Like I said, I just interviewed Sam from HBO. Like, man, I was, ch I'm, ch I'm still chilling off that. And he, and it turns out he's even nicer than I thought he was going to be. And that just, you're just live on that, man. It's amazing. And it really does. It's, it's a great self-reflection tool. And because when you, like I said, when you listen to yourself for 20 or 30 hours, you're going to start to be like, I do that. Yeah. Really? I didn't realize that I. Touch my chest, scratch my chest like this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, but you don't know, it could be anything, right? You're going to learn how you interact with people and you're going to be able to have a recording of their reactions that you didn't acknowledge in real time. I mean, we could go down many, as many rabbit holes as you want, but uh, broadly, it's a great self-development tool or whatever you want to call that. On a, uh, a funny note, one of the things I didn't know about, or I knew, I knew this about myself, but I have a very loud laugh. 
and most of my guests have not spent a ton of time with me before I record. And I have one buddy, shout out Danny, Danny Thornburg, who has watched every single clip, every single episode, everything that I put out into the universe, he has watched it. And he says one of the favorite things about the show is the first time in an episode when I laugh because the guest always goes, <laughs> it takes him aback a little bit. And I've never, oh I've never God. seen it. Even when I'm, even when I'm editing, I've never caught on to that, but he says that's their reaction. So, uh, oh my I'll, I'll take it. Um, you, that's why it's called the sit back because when you laugh. It blows you back, dude. It's it, I do, <laughs> and you go back too. It's dude. Your laugh has a gravitational pull. Your laugh, dude. Your laugh is like the moon. You know? It's just like holy shit. Oh my god, man, that's it hilarious. It turns heads in gyms. <laughs> yeah. it just did it again yesterday. Well, also, it, well, people say you're. Uh, they've said that you're an intimidating guy, but I've never met you in person, so you could be five foot five for all I know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just it, it's just two or three two or three of these teenagers call me the Viking of BK well, because how, of the beard. How tall? So how tall are you? I'm six. I'm five eleven and a half. Oh, okay. I'm so so just, but to them, you yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm. I'm two hundred and ten pounds. I'm bald. I have a big ass beard. Like so, I'm not you, small. You fit the model, dude. You fit the fit the mold of of who they want the, the Viking. Uh, there's got to be always got to be a Viking at the gym. You know, I mean, there's always that guy. Yep. So listen, man, I want to, in the instance of time, because we, me and you would do, I mean, when we do a podcast, cause I'm, I've said many times I'm planning my trip to Austin, but I actually do have to just, it's one of those things. It's just like everything in life where if you set your small goals of, I will plan this X, Y, Z, if you don't actually plan the date and buy the ticket that day, then you didn't plan shit. Um, so in me doing this podcast with you, I'm also realizing that I also have so many places to stay and people to see and podcasts to be on. And so I will do that. And I I'm saying that because we would normally go an hour, two hours, three, whatever it ends up being. Um, and I know we will do that when we sit down. Um, but I want to touch on the, um, on one audience question and a couple minutes on YouTube, uh, before we get out of here too. So the question from Nikolai Dobrev, hopefully I'm saying your name correctly, um, just because I, I think this one, I've seen you over the course of helping with the podcast, watching the podcast, listening clips, et cetera, how comfortable not only you are, but the guests are as well. So do you have a trick for that? Do you even think about that? How are your guests so comfortable on your show? I've heard a, <clears throat> a couple of things. So most of my guests, I reach out to them on Instagram. And as soon as they respond back, my second message is always a video. And it's just me talking about almost nothing for like 90 seconds. I'll be, what's up, Ryan? My name's David. So excited that you messaged me back. Like, even if you don't come on the show, thanks for your kind words. But anyways, here's the show. It's about, biz, you know, and so I go off for 90 seconds. And a couple of them, several of them have told me that they really like that they get that taste of my personality. And I'm not being fake. That's, that's, that's just who I am. Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking with people is I'm generally pretty excited for life. Um, but outside of that, you know, I do, I have been uh, more recently extending an in invitation to everyone that if you want to bring a friend or family member to sit with you behind the scenes, mm -hmm. you're more than welcome to. No one's taken me up on that, but I think that they do see that as like, oh, this dude is going out of his way to make sure I feel comfortable going over to his house. And so that may or may not help. I imagine it does. Um, but then like we were joking about before we hit record, 
I'm just me. You know, I'm so stoked when they actually show up. And so I probably have a huge smile on my face when I open the door and, you know, I'll, I'll show them my fridge with like 28 different flavors of LaCroix in there. I'm like, oh, we don't have to do LaCroix. I have like seven different things of coffee I could fire up or like nine different things of whiskey. And, you know, then we just sit down and I introduce them to my dog Thad and he's jumping up and down on him. And again, you know, you got the studio vibe. Mm. And so I, I think it's just, I think part of it is just, just be yourself. You know, if you're more quiet and introverted, be more quiet and introverted, lean into that. And if you're like me, where you just are, ah, and you have this loud laugh and you just got this big energy about you, then lean into that. So I would say in order to make your guests comfortable, you almost have to know who you are and then just lean on that. Yeah, it's, it's, I think the energy matching is really, that's an important point. Um, and that everything that you just mentioned is we've both, we're both talking about it now, but we've been doing it unconsciously. You know, like we just we want people to be comfortable whether they're doing the podcast or not. Like if somebody comes over, I'm like, do you want a Pepsi? Do you want a Coke? Seven up water, coffee, wh whatever drink. Like it's like that's you spread that to the podcast too. don't over formalize it. I don't care if it's the most formal podcast in the world. Um, I think that's uh, really extracting from what you said there. Yes, be yourself. Also, give people opportunities. Hey, if you want to smoke weed, do smoke weed. If you want to drink, yeah. drink. If you want to drink water, drink water. I don't care what you do. It's not me. It's you. And having and just knowing that like, oh, cool, man. Like I can do what I want to do right now. And that'll get me in the zone. Because in their head, just from a podcast guest perspective, especially with both of us who have interviewed a lot of people who haven't been on shows before, they are nervous and they have their own weird thing going on in their head. Like they have their own yep. dialogue that's mostly not based in reality. It's mostly based in what are people going to think or it's just natural. If you got on up on a stage in front of a thousand people and you weren't prepared for it, you would have the same exact thoughts. Um, the good thing about the podcast is there's nobody else there. It's not a live podcast. Right. I haven't I've been to a couple, but I've never done one like that. So that alleviates some of the anxiety. But in my experience, too, to cap off this point, I actually would have it where people would see a clip of the podcast that did like did some good numbers for maybe for our standards, you know, and then they would maybe reach out. They would be maybe somebody who's on a few podcasts or something like that. I wouldn't know them too well. And then we'd get on and they would be guarded or nervous or or mm. I could really tell. And I was just open and just being myself. So the opposite of that is it's easy to create an intimidating or stressful environment. The other point that I'll make is if anything at all goes wrong, I'm talking if the light doesn't work, if the camera shuts off, if the mic doesn't turn on, if the dog barks, if the police knock on the door, if the fire department's there, the manner that you need to have is it's cool. We'll be fine. All good. Like that's how you need to be. And I'm saying I don't like to tell people this is the hard and fast rule of how you need to be on a podcast. But if you're the leader, if you're the host and you're the guy and you're the man or you're the girl and you're the woman and you're that person, they are matching energy with you, too. So if yeah. you are like, oh, my God, my like, huh, OK, wait, sorry, dude, my my mic is shit like it's not going <laughs> to bro. You think that interview is going to go well? Because we've all we've had it oh. right, and and but just speaking to folks who, if you haven't hit record yet, even on your first episode, you can have that internal dialogue with yourself, and at the end of the day, it's all good. 
it's all good. Yeah. It really is. Nobody also is going to care except you. <laughs> you know? So it's like, that's, that's the reality. But yeah, just wanted to tap that and, at that point. Yeah, 100%. And to help with that too, I'll just say super quick that I will never schedule an interview before two o'clock because I know I have to hit the gym first. And because after I hit the gym, I'm in my perfect headspace. Whereas if I'm not, I don't think it would necessarily be a bad episode, but I am so much more calm because I got to sleep in that day. I took my dog to the park. I went to the gym. So I have a ritual that I do for every single episode. And that definitely helps me just get into that headspace so I can be calm, cool, and collected no matter what's going on. Is there any other things? That's a big one, massive one. I agree with it. Same for me. Make sure you get your workout in um, or don't. Oh, don't. Do you, does getting your work on and make you tired and kind of mentally foggy? Okay, great. Then make sure you record before that. It doesn't matter. It's different for everybody. But David, is there anything else that you would, that you do ritual wise or any other kind of any tips that just pop up in your mind for anybody who hasn't hit record yet, or maybe it's just a few episodes in, if not all good. I will. I would say try having a ritual. And to Ryan's point, it doesn't have to be working out. It could be smoking a cigarette and reading a book on the porch for 30 minutes. But I would say, you know, think about what you enjoy doing outside of podcasting. And hopefully that's a pretty quick answer. And then try to work your day so that you can always do that thing before you record. And if that helps put you in a good headspace, um, you know, but stick with it. Don't just do it once, you know, do it five or six times and then see if over the course of those five or six episodes, you feel like you were a better host. Yeah, that's that's it, man. And, and I like I actually love because um, I know not everybody's into working out, but I really love the um, a lot of the workout over terminology overlaps with this, like minimum effective volume, like all of these maximum <laughs> effective volume. OK, I can't do six episodes a week, but I can do two a month. Well, that's your minimum effective volume is two a month, right? Like it really, there's a lot of podcasting is very simple, difficult to execute, but very simple in theory, right? And so um, mm -hmm. that's a lot of this. And my goal with this uh, show and this podcast and reaching out to people who we've worked with um, is to really highlight that, like, we're all normal people. None of us are, are special. We're special in our own ways, right? But we're just out here doing it. We're just out here making podcasts. We're all at different levels. And we're people who didn't have a podcast before. And now we have one. Now we do. <laughs> That's it, man. Um, David, thank you so much, man, for doing this. I appreciate it. Make sure, uh, give the plug, man. Let people know. I'll have all the everything in the description and show notes for you. But let, let folks know exactly uh, if there's anywhere specific they should go uh, to see you or your it's podcast. It's called... David, Saturday Night Sit Back. Uh, it is on camera. I personally love the YouTube version, but we're also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well if you would rather listen. That's it. As I say every time, we're on all platforms, even the ones nobody uses. Uh, this is true. <laughs> you know the deal, brother. Some that I've never even heard of, we are on. So <laughs> There you go, man. I've been saying that, I think, since like episode seven. And so that's just been my ending tagline for, for those who make it to the end. And by the way, for all podcasters, I'll leave you with this. For your diehards, for your people that David described who watch every episode and will listen to the end and all that, those are your people right there, man. Those are your people. So, yeah. Thanks, David. Really appreciate you doing this, man. And uh, love the words of wisdom and advice to the podcasters today, brother. Thanks for having me on, Ryan. And everyone, go hit record and happy podcasting. Happy podcasting. Next time, we're going to dive into YouTube. We didn't even touch it on it today. Um, and, yeah, make sure to we're on all platforms as well. I'll leave you with the intro or the outro podcast see this is not perfection here folks we're not scripting <laughs> even the pod god dude <laughs>
No, I can't. The pod no, God. I can't give myself that much credit. I'm not. I'm not one of those LinkedIn gurus who puts guru in the headline. You know what I'm saying? But uh, David the Daredevil, Sully Bop on the drop. All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.